Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Pinions. <laughs> nice. Did you plan that? I did. That's good. I grabbed a drink just for that reason. Uh, episode? 97. And where are we right now? We're at the lake where we first started recording two years ago. We're having a bit of a full circle moment right now. We are. As we close into 100, I, I doubt we'll record episode 100 here. Cause I know. That's a lot of work. I kind of wish when we were like planning out the rest of the summer that this episode was our 100th because this is probably the most excited I am for um, like it was just a fun. It was a fun one. It was a really fun to like create this. Bracket. Oh, this episode. Okay. I was, yeah. I didn't know if you meant like the trip or. No, like this episode. Like, I just think it's such a fun, it was fun to make and it was just, it'll be fun to play. I it don't is, know. it is very personal. I'm realizing now, um, I don't have a pen. If you could grab me a pen, our lovely yeah. assistant. assistant. Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend who is bringing me a pen. Thank you very much. Cause we'll have to go through these brackets. Yes. I honestly, like I grabbed a drink before. Because I was going to be like, I feel like even, I have like a small can, so I feel like mid-podcast you're going to be talking, I'm going to be like, drink. drink. Yes. Well, we got our mimosas. I had bread And yeah, we have our mimosas with the... Oh, wait, do you need a pen? No, I have one. Okay. Thank you. Because I came prepared. You did. Um, yeah. So we have our mimosas. We're staring out at the lake. The sun is shining. And we are going to have a great episode, right? We are. And it's definitely not going to get overly competitive. <laughs> and there's going to be it's, no hurt feelings. It's not going to be competitive. It's going to be, I'm going to be mad at you. So when we were having bref- brunch that we just had together, I was like, here, would you like this? And I'm like, you better get used to me being nice to you now because I probably won't be the rest of the day because you're going to be mean. I am, especially the the little wrinkle that I've added since. I know, and I wish I hadn't told you that person because... I don't know why I didn't think of them. I know. That's so crazy. But when you hear all the people, you're going to be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. There's There's probably one person. There's like maybe one or two that you'd be like, eh, I don't know if I would pick them, which is why they'll be lower. Right, right. No, Uh, it'll be fun. I guess that answers how we're we're doing. We're at the cottage, so how, how could you be upset? Yeah. Yes, I know. You can't be upset. We made a last minute decision to come a little earlier and it was kind of like just throw some shit in your suitcase and let's go. And yeah, I could not be happier right now. I woke up to a beautiful morning and it's good, right? It's a good place to be. Yeah, it's good that it's all good now because yeah, once we, we, won't get, be, we, once won't we get be through speaking. these brackets, yeah, we'll be sitting on the dock quietly reading <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, well, at least we have drinks. That's right? true. Uh, so today we've got our IMC. Uh, I watched Spotlight on the car ride up. Yeah. So it was really fun. Good for you. And then uh, you watched White Man Can't Jump. Yes. A movie that you've probably seen before, but... I have, but it had been a really long time. So I was ha- very happy to watch it again. Nice little refresher. Yeah. No, it was good. Really good. And then we have our favorite actor bracket. So yeah, we broke this down differently. So how I did it was there's one actor side, one actress side, 16 people ranked matchups all that sort of deal you did yours a little bit different a little different i did my i broke mine down into four so one side is male and one side is female but on my male on both sides i have more of like i want to say like established actors and then my other brat like my other eight is more like up-and-comers or new newer on the scene so on both sides? Both sides, yeah. So there's established, up and coming, like male, two, two male established. Yeah, two. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just, yeah, because I'm like, I don't know if I want to compare so-and-so to so-and-so. Like, I just feel like that's hard if 
you know, one person has been acting for 30 years and somebody else has been doing like two or three, but you really like them. So it's like, I don't know. I just thought I'm going to break it down that way. And I'm not saying I did this perfectly. There might be somewhere you're like, that's weird. It should be on the other one. But, you know, you only get eight and eight. Right. So, yeah. And also, I think as we we didn't really talk about how we're picking it, like it is just how we feel about those two people yeah. like it might come down to acting and might how we how about how we feel about the individual 100 percent. yeah I think it's just going to be how we're feeling at that time because some people I really like but I wouldn't say like it's because they're acting yeah but I really like them there's there's a matchup in particular that I I'm put gonna out, cry no that I put out there that I know one person's gonna beat the other but one of them is there for their looks okay actually there might be two Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna tell. Okay, so I feel like this is a good way to do a rock paper scissors. Okay. So we're because we're gonna do one bracket at a time, yes. so it's easier to keep track of. Yeah. So I say whoever wins the rock paper scissors, you get to pick. I've said that weird. Yes. Yeah. I promise I've only had like two mimosas. <laughs> right. <laughs> and my white claw currently. Yeah. So we're gonna go like whoever wins rock paper scissors, you can. You, you're either first or defer. Yeah. So, but you have to pick it. So, if you want to be first for the, for the IMC, bracket. then yeah. you're second for the bracket. Bracket. Yeah. Got it. All right. Ready? You ready? Rock, Rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Damn it, baby. All right. I am going to defer for the IMC, but I'm going to go first for the bracket. Okay. My stomach just flipped. I was like, oh God. Okay. So I watched White Man Can't Jump, like Jack said. It is directed by Ron Shelton. It is a 90s movie for anybody who doesn't know. It is about Billy, played by Woody Harrelson. Good one. Can't wait to see if he's on the list. Um, He is a white basketball player. He's like a hustler. And he banks on, like, black players underestimating his skills on the court because he's white. Um, So he tries to pull one over on Sydney, played by Wesley Snipes. And then he does pull one over on him. And then they become, like, partners in this, like, con game. Um, He's also – Billy is also being, like – like, I don't want to say hunted, but I don't know what the word is, for mobsters are are after him. So he's trying to stay ahead of that. And then he's got this con game going. And then he's got this awesome girlfriend who is, like, this is, like, A-plus of Rosie Rosie Perez. And she is Jeopardy-obsessed. And, like, she is so loud and amazing in this movie. I really I really enjoyed her. Like, I just watched her recently in Flight Attendant. And when I watched it or whatever. And she is just one of those people that I just really enjoy her. But it's not someone I, I seek out. But I when she's on the screen, I'm really enjoying her. And this movie is... It's it's that right like she's just she's so great anyways it's it is a simple story like that's kind of the story but it's the the you know it has it has a bit more depth to it like um it's uh like their language like the way they speak to each other I don't know how well it does hold up now because there are words that we're not allowed to say anymore and there's a lot of like Woody Harrelson like screams at his girlfriend he's always telling her to shut up and so I was a little like wow it is funny like I'm fine with it but I know other people might be sensitive to that um 
like the boys are like constantly like taunting each other and like you know being boys and they're always like these yo mama jokes and you know like that kind of stuff and these insults and stuff like that um but yeah Rosie Perez to me like I love Woody Harrelson but Rosie Perez to me really stands out in this movie like she's just so funny and she's so smart all she wants to do is go on Jeopardy and she does end up getting to go on Jeopardy and she kicks butt wins lots of money and whatever but with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, you're getting this like friendship that kind of came out of a con, but there is this depth of like, lo- they, they become very like loyal to each other. I mean, sometimes one hates one and the other hates the other. Like we kind of do that, that kind of back and forth a bit, but they have, they have this like really beautiful friendship emerge from all of this con and, you know, running away from mobsters and, you know, always going to the different courts to see if they can hustle some money and stuff like that. So it's a really, really entertaining movie. Like it's really, it's a fun ride and, and it's nineties, which you get nineties music, you get nineties, like it's got the nineties, like buzz to it. Right. Even like the outfits, like Wesley Snipes looks like he should be in the tour de France. Cause like he's wearing like a tank top. That's not really covering anything. And he's wearing like a cyclist hat. Yeah, I mean, uh, Woody Harrelson is definitely more of like he's just like in a t-shirt and shorts yeah the funny thing I remember about like when I watched it more recently is it's very obvious the basketball hoop is definitely not 10 feet <laughs> right it's right probably eight so when that they can dunking dunk it yeah because Woody Harrelson's actually good and you can tell it's not like a stunt double like you can tell it's him it's not Sometimes in these movies, like, say, for example, Save the Last Dance, where Julia Stiles is supposed to be a good dancer, and she really wasn't. So the way it was filmed, like, you knew it wasn't her. So, but this, in this case, you knew it was him. Like, you you could see him, and he's playing basketball, and he's dunking it. And so, but you, yeah, it definitely wasn't 10. Is that what it is? 10 feet? 10 feet is an NBA hoop, yeah. Wow. I guess they're all like six, seven feet though. Yeah, and they so can, you're going up three feet. And there's a guy. There's someone. So I shouldn't. I shouldn't diminish that. That is. It's it, extraordinary. But to, but also you say that because they make it look so casual. Like there's they one. Do. There's one guy that doesn't have to jump to dunk. <laughs> like there's he's literally just, videos whoop. of him. Like he's holding onto the rim and his feet are on the ground. Oh, wow. Because his arm span must be so yeah. high, Like, right? he's over seven feet, and then it's, like, usually your wingspan is a lot. Like, when you're a basketball player, it's usually, like, almost as big as your height. Yeah. Sometimes more. Wow. Yeah, that's great. The basketball definitely holds up because it's also not, like, it's not like you're doing a whole game. It's, like, two-on-two games. I remember there's a video of them, like, breaking down, like, oh, how did he miss this, like, back cut or whatever? Like, you could break it down from a basketball sense, which I think is... It's good for a movie where, like, it's kind of... It, I wouldn't call it a sports movie necessarily. It's more just, like, in yeah. the background. Like, it's more how the plot moves forward. Yes, it is. It is part of the plot, but it is not the movie. Like, I say, I take more of it. It's, like, a friendship thing. It's, like, a, you know, like, Wesley Snipes is married with a baby, and so his wife's, like, they're always mad at the men. It's, like, very, you know, typical that woman's all mad at the men type whatever which I don't think is always true but it has that stereotype and he's trying they're both trying to earn money trying to provide they're trying like right like it's and then they have this little friendship that emerges right almost like a buddy cop movie yeah but you get the it's a basketball Basketball instead of cops yeah and they get that um I'm trying to think of 
uh, when you have chemistry. Like, they yeah. have chemistry together where they're, like, throwing no-look passes and they know where the other one's going to right, be. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. It was good. It was a really fun movie. I actually really enjoyed it. So, thank you for picking well, that for, for me. For letting you watch it again. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big part of IMC's is you're going to have to tell me movies you haven't seen in a while. Because, obviously, like, I could give you some classics that you've seen, but... Yeah. Almost like a refresher. Yeah. No, I love refreshers. It's good. It's fun. All right. You're up. I watched 2015 Spotlight, uh, directed by Tom McCarthy. I'm just writing down the time. Uh, So it's about a team of Boston Globe journalists. Uh, They're sent to investigate John Gagan, which I spent half the movie trying to write down how to pronounce it. Right. Because it's... G-E-O-G-H-A-N, but Mm. it's Gagan. Gagan. Very Irish. Um, A priest accused of molesting, molesting, I don't mean to make that funny, but uh, molesting more than 80 boys, and it becomes their mission to provide proof of a cover-up of sexual abuse within the Roman Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. True story. Based on a true story. Based on a true story. So it's an original plot, but it is loosely based on the spotlight team that won the 2003 Pulitzer Prize uh, for public service. Nice. Uh, so this is pretty stacked cast. You got Mark Ruffalo, who, if you look at the movie as a whole, you would probably say Michael Keaton is the star, but Mark Ruffalo is really the one doing most of the work. Okay. So Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, John Slattery, uh, Stanley Tucci, uh Brian Darcy James, Leah Schreiber, Billy Crudup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing because, so first of all, they say Spotlight pretty early. So I watched about not even five minutes of the and movie. And you were like, all right. And it was I'm over. Out. And I have a whole page of these notes of just like, well, the movie was over. What yeah. was I? They said Spotlight. <laughs> so Spotlight is a part of the Boston Globe. And it's the separate four-person team that investigates larger stories. Mm-hmm. So, so they have longer, right? Yeah. It's not like they have to spew out something weekly, right? Yeah, or yeah, they have, uh, at one point, Michael Keaton, who's like the editor of the group, um, says that it takes a couple months for a story and it could take up to a year to investigate. Wow. Uh, so first we flash back to 1976 when this is kind of all getting discovered. There's two cops talking about like, how are we going to keep the press out of this? What about the arraignment? And the other cop that's a little more seasoned goes, what arraignment? Because mm. it's a priest. And right. the church is very on top of keeping it out of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, under it was under five minutes before they dropped the title of the movie. Wow. Um, so Liev Schreiber is this new editor who was in, like worked for the New York Times. He was in um, Miami, I think, or just Florida in general. And now he's coming over to Boston. So now he's the new the new one. And he's learning about all these different like areas. But the spotlight team is definitely the most interesting because it's people that are working for a lot like bigger stories. Like they're kind of taking down like, I don't want to say like crime syndicates, but they're doing more important stories. Just more in depth, right? Not surface level. Yeah. Um, so as so Michael Keaton meets him for a meeting and they kind of talk about what they do. And that's when he talks about, you know, it, takes a couple months for a story up to a year to investigate and Liev Schreiber is known as someone that's going to come in somewhere and is going to make cuts mm. is going to like get rid of departments that they don't really need so Liev's tra- taking notes to see like do I need to keep these people right 
Uh, then we learn about this this priest case, John Gagan, and this spotlight. Like, it's a story that had been talked about, and it's very dismissed. Dismissed, and like, well, we already wrote a story about that, mm-hmm. but they're but they're discovering that spotlight needs to get on this because there's more to the story, mm-hmm. and uh, so. It was pre. It was previously covered, but it was by Daily News, like, like the Metro Department, like other departments took it, but they had written like two stories about it. Yeah. Um. So they have to file a motion, which is basically suing the Catholic Church to uh, release these documents, these sealed documents that basically would be incriminating them. And it's a lot of. Oh, we're filing a motion, so you want to sue the Catholic Church, right? Which, especially in Boston, it is a very like. Mm-hmm. At one point, they say like fifty-one percent of their readers are Catholic, so right people aren't really going to take too kindly to that. Yep. Um. So yeah, we're trying to unseal the documents. Uh. So we meet Stanley Tucci, who's a lawyer who's representing a lot of like victims of being like molested by priests. And the church is actually trying to get him disbarred mm. because he's working against them. Wow. So he's, they apparently the church has taken him to get disbarred like multiple times. Um, so then we find out about SNAP, which is a survivor's network of those abused by priests. Okay. Cool acronym. I yeah, don't know if that's right? real, but um, then we end up at a Red Sox game. Yes. Because I want, like it is... I'm glad this movie didn't ignore it because, like, especially it's 2001. They're in a meeting. They're like, oh, Pedro Martinez, he's yeah. he's going to be out for the year. And it's just like as much as people are going to write about other stuff, like Mark Ruffalo goes over and was like, uh, like to the sports guys, I got a rough game last night. And he's like, yeah, they can't hit for anything right mm-hmm. now. Even though you're in a newsroom in somewhere like Boston, sports and especially the Red Sox are very important. and Still a big deal, right? And they make a joke in that meeting. They're like, Oh, when's the Patriots home opener? And then Liev like takes notes because he just doesn't be like New York is one thing and like Florida isn't really a huge like sports, but like Boston is a sports town. Right. And it in saying a town people will be like, isn't it pretty big? It is kind of like a small town. Mm. Um I didn't write it down. The accents are they're pretty good. Yeah. No one's like too over the top. Like the cops at the beginning are very like they must have just picked Boston guys or people that can at least do the accents really well. Yeah, because you love Boston accents. I do, and I love critiquing them because, <laughs> like, to me, it's it's important to the story. But also, you can kind of fudge around it in this movie where they could say, like, oh, I'm from a different part of Boston where yeah. the accent isn't as strong. Or you're not from Boston, you're just working there, right? Yeah. yeah. Michael Keaton's the only one who, like, kind of does it, but, like, not too over the top, but he is like a born and raised Boston guy. Okay. Um, so this is, and this is also the problem with Liev Schreiber. He is unmarried. Mm-hmm. He's Jewish mm. and doesn't like baseball. Oh boy. And when he meets Michael Keaton for, uh, like the, they have like the dinner meeting, he's reading a book about the curse of Bambino, which is like Babe Ruth, the, the Red right, Sox right. sold him to the Yankees because he just didn't know. And like, that's a pretty crucial, like, He's like, oh, I'm just trying to like learn about the city. Right. And it's funny to learn about the city of Boston that that's the book you're told to read. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people just don't trust him. And I don't I, I think this movie does a good job of not shying away from anything because someone's like, well, you know what he is. Mm. And eventually they do say he's Jewish, but like 
to to a lot of like Catholic people, and I'm not. This isn't like generalizing or anything, but it'd be hard for you to trust them because yeah. they're not. They don't have the same Values opinions and morals as you do necessarily. Right? Yeah. Um, Liev meets with this cardinal. So his name's Cardinal Law, which. They were saying cardinal law at the beginning, and I thought that was like a type of law. Uh, law, yeah. Yeah, but cardinal law is just like an actual person. Oh, okay. And I think, I think is a part of the true story as well, mm-hmm. like okay. a real, real name. Um, so as they're leaving this, as Liev's leaving this meeting, the cardinal gives him this book, like, oh, a little like present for me, and it's the catechism, which is um, the principles about cr- Christian religion. Hmm. Hmm. So just like, and then he's talking about it with someone else and they're like, yeah, the Cardinal isn't too, he's not too subtle about this. Right. <laughs> really just kind of shoves it in his face. Um, oh yeah. And he, and he calls it his quote guide to Boston, mm, the catechism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't just not. And it, it's a good thing. This movie doesn't really hide anything from you. Right. It, it's not Hollywoodizing it so much that we're not getting the realism behind it, right? Yeah. It also doesn't I'm kinda glad it doesn't have this like groundbreaking like this is where we figured everything out and we connected all the pieces. Cause this is a very intricate story where you have to get unsealed documents and you're interviewing people and it's not some big come to moment. It's a bunch of pieces that come together. Right, right. Yeah. There's probably one like moment when it's like oh, is this person going to do the right thing or not? Mm-hmm. It's about the closest you get. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet Phil Saviano. Do you think is I don't I don't remember which who it is, but he's like the leader of Snap and like just like trying to help people out. And he goes through this meeting. He shares a lot of insight. He, he himself was molested when he was mm-hmm. a kid. And he lets them into the like priest and child relationship. And then also, like, but he also gets mad at them because he said, like, I sent you all of this information so long ago and it just got buried. Yep, yep. There was one story about it and that was it. Yep. Um, Eventually, uh, Mark Ruffalo, who is, like, the best part of this movie because he's the one that just cares so much about the story and he's pushing everyone and he doesn't care how annoying he is. Like, Stanley Tucci keeps saying... You know, I don't have a time. I don't have time for a meeting. Like, I can't do this. Like, I'm I'm a very busy person. And he just keeps pursuing until, eventually, Stanley Tucci lets him interview a, a previous victim, mm-hmm. and they do a good job of. They have two interviews going at the same time. So, uh, Mark Ruffalo's interviewing someone, and Rachel McAdams is interviewing uh, someone else. But they do it. It's like two different locations. Like, Mark Ruffalo's in an office. Rachel McAdams is like out for coffee and then they start walking around for coffee and then they just are progressing these interviews at the same time like and then eventually it's are you sure you want to hear this like like once it gets to kind of the nitty-gritty details Mm -hmm. and they're both like i have to for the story like i I need to hear it yeah i need to know all of the facts right yeah and they talk about what the priest specifically had done to them and how they kind of got them how they persuaded them to do the kind of things that they're doing and it's hard but again this movie doesn't shy away which i love mm-hmm. i think it's it's important that all right so we just had a, we had a, hit a little pause button but um so they do these interviews that they are very into the details they really have to know and then they kind of find out through this organization that there could be up to 13 priests in Boston mm. specifically that, that could have been doing stuff like this. Right. 
and uh, they as they look through the directory of like from the 60s they find out that they're putting priests on uh sick leave mm. or something very similar okay like leave of absence or uh ab- absence itself was a was like a term okay so as they kind of do as they're going through this they're figuring it out it could be a lot more than just 13 mm. and stanley tucci has this incredible probably the best quote of the movie and he's talking to mark ruffalo at like a dinner and he's like if it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to abuse one mm. so this is like acknowledging that the families must have known well and that's just like the like the priest knew and then probably the people above the pri- right like i'm sure it's like a whole bunch of people knew about this yeah. right and everybody just swept it under the rug um so then they work with richard jenkins who's a psychotherapist and he estimates that it's about six percent of priests which wow. would make it 90 in boston <gasps> Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, they eventually stumble upon 87 names, and the inf- the uh, information was buried, both from SNAP and also Billy Crudup, who settled, I think it was about, f- I think they said it was 40, f- there were 45 settlements, and he sent, he also sent these to the Globes, like, a w- the, to the Globe a while ago. Mm. And then Rachel McAdams goes up to this one priest who just doesn't deny anything oh he's like yeah you know we fooled around but you know i wasn't gratified like nothing good happened for me oh my and he's like there's a difference between molestation and rape Mm. which is just shocking wow jarring um then because they you you don't i never didn't think about it till there till this happened but 9-11 happens Mm. so this is 2001 and this is everything stops you can't keep working on this story and uh eventually i think it's about six weeks after 9-11 they get to work with these stories again ruffalo gets 14 important documents that kind of that stanley tucci files to make public and this is basically everything Mm. this is everything they need to i don't want to say incriminate but to prove yeah prove everything that's going on yeah um so this is so it's the 14 and then ev- after some time a judge rules in their favor from the beginning of suing the Catholic Church that everything is getting unsealed and they only have a couple weeks to do it. Mm. Then there's kind of I kind of didn't write this but then I backtracked to Michael Keaton's friend Jim Sullivan which I feel like is like a name in, in Boston like a lot and he's the one that he's not answering questions. I, I you know, I help the church, but I can't talk about this. You know, mm. I can't talk about this person, can't talk about that. And eventually he gets pushed over the edge because all they need for him is, and they, they're not even naming him. They just need him to confirm this information. Okay. And all it really takes is him circling the names of what he knew. Wow. And this article gets printed. Um, we get a nice little callback joke. So I think the article comes out on a Saturday and then Sunday Rachel McAdams and the other person in the group, which I can't remember which actor it is, but they go in because, you know, in case anyone calls, we'll, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton and Mark Ruffalo go into work anyways. And they have this like callback joke to 
like Mark Ruffalo runs a lot. Like he runs to work. Okay. And Michael Keaton earlier was in the office and they both ended up there and they're like, oh, how'd you get here? And Michael Keaton's like, oh, I couldn't get a tea time. Oh. So then when they come back, Mark Ruffalo's like, yeah, I, c- I couldn't get a tea time. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have a nice little circle back to that. Mm-hmm. And then, so the other two are already in. Uh, when they get to the front, there's, I think, three receptionists there for the Boston Globe. And they're like, yeah, the phones haven't rang at all. They actually had to send two of our receptionists down to Spotlight. Okay. Because so many people are calling and it's so many victims are calling mm. to want to tell their story. Yeah, yeah. And like all the phones are ringing all the time and people are taking notes. They're learning about all these victims. And then you get kind of the end credit, like what happened after uh, Cardinal Law resigned mm-hmm. and he ended up getting moved to one of the highest uh somewhere in italy okay um there were close to 600 stories written wow about all of these people really crazy um there were 249 priests slash brothers that were incriminated in some way Mm. whether they cooperated or hid it or whatever yeah and there are well over a thousand survivors wow that is so sad eh and then they showed the list of places that has also been like discovered now mm-hmm. and it was too many to write down yeah it was it like was everywhere majority of states there was a place in canada mm-hmm. like and i'm sure there's more like yeah. that was just where it was discovered right after this and it was just a very important movie i would say yeah yeah really um bringing light to a very topic that we've all like you hear rumblings of but it was never really like for me growing up, maybe not for you, but for me growing up, you heard rumblings of it, but you never, it was never confirmed and it was never really like, it was just, yeah, it was just a hard thing. So it was good that they, these people work that hard for these victims to have a voice because they don't have one. Right. And no one believes them and whatnot. Right. So Mm -hmm. good. So you enjoyed it. Enjoyable, lovable. Yeah. And I'm sure it was Oscar contention. Yeah, I think it was an Oscar movie for sure. I ran out of room to write. Like <laughs> I literally filled a whole page of notes from this movie. Yeah. But I loved it. Good. Good. Awesome. Now that we're all over our friendship and stuff, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> okay. And then uh, we're going to do this bracket. Okay, perfect. After a quick break, we're back. <laughs> Actor, actress bracket. Yeah. Uh, before I get into it, I realized that I missed some names, so I added a little playing tournament. Okay. I don't know what that means, but... It's okay. Okay. So, there's going to be two people for the 16 seed and two people for the 13 seed. Oh, I see. Okay. So, you have like a side kind of thing and then that person slots into that yeah. spot. Look at me all sporty. So, yeah. Uh, it's not on the... So, it's on the actress side. Okay. So, for the 13th seed. Okay. You're going to pick between Amy Adams okay, and Kaylee Cuoco. Ooh, it's so funny. I was just thinking the other day, what did I watch with Amy Adams? Oh, Man of Steel, the one you made me watch. And then it made me think of like Arrival and she was so good in those. And Kaylee Cuoco, I know some people aren't a fan, but I loved her in Flight Attendant. Like if I'm going by acting, I would pick Amy Adams, but I'm going, if I'm going by someone I just really like, I'm going to go Kaylee. So I think I'm going to go Kaylee. Just, yeah, I'm just going to go with her. And our 16 seed, our matchup, Sandra Bullock and Zendaya. You are 
Wow. That is so mean. And I don't know where, because then I didn't really have another place for her, so. Like, this is what I was saying at the very beginning, though. It's like you're putting Sandra Bullock, uh, who's someone who's been around, who I've been watching my whole life, against someone who is like a new and upcomer who I really am quite fascinated by. I think she's incredible. So it's like, do I pick the person that has given me longevity or do I give the person that's kind of giving me excitement in movies like to see her and stuff like that, right? Frig, man. We're we're off to a rough start. That's a rough it's a rough start. Um my gut is Zendaya. Okay. What seed is that? Sixteenth seed. Ah. So, so you're going to have her up against So someone. now you immediately get your 116 matchup of Zendaya versus Kate Hudson. Frick. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Get almost famous. Almost famous. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Fool's gold versus Euphoria and the new Spider-Man movies. Malcolm, Malcolm and Marie. Marie. Dune. Yeah. Dune. Dune 2. Uh, I don't want to play anymore. Okay. So that wraps <laughs> it up for this. <laughs> it's hard because I think like e- easily a couple of years ago, I would have said Kate Hudson hands down. Hands down. But now it's Zendaya. And I shouldn't have said her name because you didn't even have her she in the list. She wasn't even on it. Yeah. She wasn't even on the list. And I was like, how do you not have Zendaya? Like, that's crazy to me. Do you have a feeling of what I'm going to say? No. I, I could really see the struggle in your face. Um, I would like to pass, please. Mm, no, but un- unless you want, I can go through all the other. We can go through all the other ones and you can come back to okay, it. Okay, let's come back to that. All I'm right. really struggling with that. And some of them, you know, maybe I'll just make up themes on the spot. Our 8-9 matchup. The Why mo- are you not going in order? You're just going all over the place. It is my order. That's uh, your order? This is how brackets, this is how like a March Madness bracket goes. Oh, really? And it goes 116, 8, 9, 5, 12, 4, 3, 4, 13, 6, 11, 3, 14, 7, 10, 2, 15. Oh, okay. So your 8, 9 matchup mm-hmm. is the Marvel Girls. Okay. Florence Pugh Fuck. versus Scarlett Johansson. Oh my God. You are so mean. Scarlett Johansson. Florence Pugh. And Florence Pugh. Definitely one but, more. But it's not, nec- is it Marvel or can no, I? No, just I, it's, it's everything. everything. But I just, the, the two Marvel girls. Two Marvel the girls. Roman, the Romanoffs. Yeah. Why you do this? Why you go like this? When she does that. So funny. Um, Get Bishop. I love Scarlett Johansson she's probably my favorite superhero but I just I could not say no to Florence Pugh there's just no way like she is so like I remember the first time I saw her in Little Women and I had never seen her before and I was like who the fuck is this girl like it she blew me away like I just find her great like such a good actor and she's really fascinating during the pandemic she had this like cooking she pretended she was in like cooking show thing and yeah, she's really entertaining. Not Frick. promoting the new movie, though. Don't worry, darling. She isn't? No. Promoting it? 
apparent i mean this again this is just very rumor mill and like people on tiktok Tell talking me. about it that apparently florence didn't like that olivia wilde and harry styles were got together together while she was still with jason sudeikis yeah yeah that's fair so no no promotion uh, not much promotion. I, don't know I think it's going to be hard because I think when you go to promote that movie, that's all everyone's going to ask you about, which sucks, right? Because it's like you've done a probably a really good job. I think that movie looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. I can't wait actually to see it. Comes out in September, and I'm really excited to see it. Um, but I just think like with Florence Pugh, like I'm going to get more longevity. Like I, as far as Scarlett Johansson, she was probably my favorite superhero. But I would say besides. Vicky, Christina, Mars, Barcelona, whatever that movie was. I can't even think of another movie that I really loved her in. Whereas Florence Pugh is kind of, even in the short amount of time, has given me more. And I'm excited to see what she has coming. Next, Jack. Five twelve matchup. Mm-hmm. Allison Janney. Oh, my God. I'm going to vomit. Okay. Charlize Theron. Okay. Okay. So with Charlize, it's old guard for me. It's like one of my favorite movies I've seen in a really long time. That movie really, I loved it. But Allison Janney to me is like, she's the goat. Like she is, it's Allison Janney. I mean, she's pretty spectacular. So yeah, Allison Janney. Okay. That that's that didn't seem as bad. No, that wasn't as bad because I think with Al- the thing with her is she gives me a lot of range, and she, you know we just watched the way way back. Like she's just um, in that movie with um, uh, where they go visit uh, with um, John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph, and they go visit her. Like I had me watch that, but I can't remember she, what it's called. Um, something about here. I don't know. Anyways. And she, um, like she can give me a lot of range and I always really like her. So yeah, that was, it's tough, but it wasn't like gut wrenching. All right. So now we have our, our playing. So Kaylee 13 seed Kaylee Cuoco gets in versus four seed Reese Witherspoon. Hmm. Reese hands down. I don't even have to think about that one. That one's a hands down Reese. Like not only getting like, like Reese acting, but everything she now produces and stuff. Like she's a boss. Yeah. Uh, six seed Jennifer Gardner. Yep. Eleven seed Jessica Chastain. Ooh. This is might surprise you. I love Jennifer Gardner. You gave me Alias. She gives me awesome. I love her Instagram. I love her Peppermint. as a person. Stop it. But as an actress, it, Jessica Chastain. As what she's given me, Jessica Chastain. But it does hurt my heart a little bit, and I will not be speaking to you. I like it. We got a nice little upset. 11 seed beats a 6 seed. I know. Yeah. It's hard because, again, if you're going by who I like more, it would be Jennifer Garner because I like her. Like I said, her Insta is really good. I think she puts out really good messages in the world, like – she just wrote a, th- a note to her daughter saying like, you know, as you get older, obsess less and do more in the world. Like she's a good person. Like she's a, she's a good soul. Not saying Jessica Chastain isn't. Um, Jessica Chastain's another boss lady though. And she's done some really phenomenal work. Like some of the best acting I've seen. So I'm going to give it to her. 
So I feel like I'm flip-flopping, though. I feel like sometimes I'm picking them because I like them, and then sometimes I'm picking them because of the... But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to think about that too sure. much. Sure I'm going to just go with my gut. All right. Three seed, the happiest person on earth. <sighs> Kristen Bell. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Oh, uh, when she's in the rain. 14 seed, Kristen Wiig. Oh, shit. Okay. Ooh, that is really hard. I mean, you got Bridesmaids and SNL and... But then you have Drew, who's just, like, the brightest light in the world and full of fucking sunshine and rainbows. And her running in the rain was, like, maybe the best video I've seen in a long time. She puts out good in the world. I'm going to go Drew. Yeah, I'm going to go Drew. I was already writing it, so... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Seven seed, Mm -hmm. Emily Blunt. Ten seed, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, my God. I feel like I was way nicer to you. I feel like you're being really mean. A lot of people you like. I do really like them. Because, like, Jennifer Aniston's friends, which, as everyone knows, is, like, my favorite. But Emily Blunt... She can do everything, too. Like, she can be, like, Mary Poppins, and then she can be in, like, Sicario and be, like, this kick-ass, like, woman. And then, like, Quiet Place, she's so good in. And, oh, Devil Wears Prada. Does Jennifer Aniston have enough outside of Friends? She's got We Are the Millers, which is one of my favorite comedies. Like, if I was making a top 10 comedy, it would 100% be in there, hands down. Probably closer to the top, like pier of tier. I can't even speak now. I'm all fumble jumbled. <laughs> um, and she's got Wonderlust with Paul Rudd, which is another great one. I don't know though. My gut is Emily Blunt. My gut is like is the higher seed. My gut is saying Emily Blunt, which I'm shocked. I would have definitely thought I would have gone Jennifer Aniston, but when I really think about Emily. I think she's just, I think what she's given me, and I just really like her. Like, I just think she's really funny. And she's married, too. And they're one of my favorite Hollywood couples. Is he on it? I had to make sure he was there, but he is. Of course he is. All right. He's up against Dax. No, I did put Dax. Yeah, well. It's not really an actor. Not anymore. You know what it is? It's kind of like Dax for you is like Bo Burnham for me. Right. They you could technically say they're actors, but it's not their main thing. Yeah, that's a good that's fair. Thank God he's not on. Okay, good. I can let go of that at least. Two seed. Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. Mm-hmm. Fifteen seed. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh boy. Wow. Well, Gwenny gives us goop. And goop has been Number one. <laughs> goop is a really I like what she does for women and I like what she's doing for the world kind of thing. But I do feel like Kristen Bell is just, she's like rainbow and sunshine, but realistic. And I do like, I'm going to say this here, the good place that she was in, it is so underrated. And it, I think it was too ahead of its time. I don't think people were really ready for a show like that. Um, yeah, no, it has to be Kristen Bell. Yeah. It's Kristen Bell. And now, now we come back to our 116 matchup, which... I already told you that. Remember? No, you didn't. Kate Hudson, Zendaya, because you wanted to come back. Okay. 
it's just like I love what Kate Hudson has given me, but I'm more excited about what Zendaya when what Zendaya is going to give me. Do you know what I mean? Like that's where my struggle is. It's like when I think of Kate Hudson, she's given me some of my favorite comedies, rom coms. And she's just a good person and I love her family. I would do like anything to hang out with that family for a weekend would be like on my bucket list of life. But there's something really intriguing to me about Zendaya. There's something about her and what we're going to see from her. And I feel like she's going to be like another Reese Witherspoon where she's like, you know, producing and and directing. And I, I think, I mean, that's what I see for her. I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but it's, it's Zendaya. It's, and I wished uh, that I never told you. 16 seed beats a one seed. Like I wish yesterday when we were driving up and we were naming some people. I wish I never said Zendaya's name because then she would not be on my list. I, and I don't even know where I would have fit her in. Like, cause I just loved the Florence Pugh, Scarlett Johansson matchup. Yes. So I didn't want to do anything you with that. There. Yeah. Like, would I put it? I guess maybe Jennifer Garner. And then I start bumping people down from there. Yeah. Maybe Kaylee. What was Kaylee? Coco? 13. Again, I added her today, too. You added her, yeah. Because it was Amy Adams. Yeah. God, Reese versus Zendaya would have been hilarious. Would have vomited. Okay. All right, that's our first round. Are we ready to move over to the men's side? Yes. First matchup. Okay. Easy. This is, like, genuinely easy, Okay. He's saying, he's just saying that, you guys. I it can is. see it's, it in his face. It's he's not lying. Gonna be, you, you're going to go, I see what you did. But okay, okay. One seed, Sebastian Stan. Okay. Basically should be a buy, but I wanted to, you know, give some credit. Someone, 16 seed, Patrick Dempsey. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're doing. He did give me Sweet Home Alabama, which I loved, but I'm obviously it's Sebastian Stan. Patrick Dempsey was in Sweet Home Alabama. Really? He played the other guy, the other boyfriend. I don't know. There was two boyfriends. Well, maybe you're going to have to watch that movie one day. Mm, I remember <laughs> that movie. I love it with Reese. Who else? Uh, Patrick Dempsey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eight seed Anthony Hopkins. Nine Kristen Bell. Or Kristen Bell. Christian Bale. Christian Bale and who would you say? Anthony Hopkins. Ooh. Wow, that's a really interesting matchup. That is fascinating. Um, Anthony Hopkins. Wow, such an established character. But Christian Bell. Christian Bale. Sorry. Sorry, puppy. Um, I think I'm gonna go Christian Bale. Yeah, I think it's Christian Bale for me for that. I don't know, though. That's a really hard one. That one might haunt me a little bit. I might go back and forth in my head with that one. Might be one you're thinking about. Yeah. Not Zendaya, Kate Hudson. Yeah. I just I just feel like Anthony Hopkins, like, you know, you have Sons of the Lambs. Even more recently, The, the father. father. Like, you kind of have such a, like, he's such a good actor. But s- Christian Bale, like, holy. Okay. It's okay. Christian Bale. You're gonna you're gonna hate this one. I wish I could sugarcoat it for you. Five seed Woody Harrelson. Mm. Twelve seed Stanley Tucci. Oh my god. Oh, I was just thinking when you were talking about Stanley Tucci uh, with Spotlight how much I love him. 
Yep. How much I just genuinely love him on a screen. Because I always like, when I think of Stanley Tucci for you, I think of Easy A. Yeah. When he's like, who told you? When he slaps the counter and he's, um, he just has so many good movies. He was in Julia and Julia. He was in Double Wears Prada. Prada. But Woody, I don't know how you like, I don't know. It's Woody. It's Woody. (laughs) It's Woody. It's Woody. It's Woody. Yeah, it's Woody Harrelson. That's that's a close. That's a a close game, at least. It's a really. As long as they they were also in Hunger Hunger Games together, the two of them. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they've done a lot. They've. Yeah. No, but it's Woody. Woody's pretty up there for me. I really enjoy him. Okay. All right. You ready for some handsome boys? <sighs> I don't know. I'm exhausted. I'm going to have <laughs> to drink a lot this afternoon. Okay, go. Four seed Charlie Hunnam. Mm. Mm-hmm. 13 seed. Maybe not as much your type, but Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yes. Okay, this is what I will say about this. I think that Charlie Hunnam is gorgeous. Great in Sons of Anarchy. And the, and the gentleman. Mm-hmm. But that's where it kind of ends. Where Bradley Cooper, Silver Linings Playbook, um, you get like a star is born. You get uh, the, that. the voice for Rocket and Guardians. Yeah. So not even based on looks, I would pick. So based on looks, I would pick Charlie Hunnam. But I think for this, I'm going to pick Bradley Cooper because I think he's just like a notch more talented i would say but charlie hunnam is really cute i just i would just like that for the record that again really that just, that's why i wanted the balance i wanted to see if you where would, i'm gonna go how you would pick yeah that's fair yeah okay okay are you ready for some boston boys yeah i love my boston boys six seed ben affleck yep 11 seed his best friend matt damon matt damon this is actually, besides Armageddon, that's when I really <laughs> loved Ben, but not as much now. And I think Matt Damon, I'm not going to say he's more talented. I think they're both talented in their own ways because um, I think that Ben Affleck is better in directing with the movie Argo, with like Gone Baby Gone. I think his niche is directing. I think he's visually, he can really make a good movie. But Matt Damon has given me, I love The Martian. It's one of my go-tos of watching. I, Goodwill Hunting, he was phenomenal. You have all the Bourne movies. It's Matt Damon. Yeah, it's Matt. Again, back-to-back upsets. We got a, a 13 beats a four and 11 yeah, beats a six. I can see why, though, you'd put Ben higher. But I think, yeah, and him and this J-Lo thing. I don't know. I can, <laughs> ugh, so over it already. Do you want to stick with some Boston boys? Yeah. How about three seed John Krasinski, 14 seed Chris Evans? Wow, you are mean, eh? I didn't even realize this little Boston boy section. I just watched The Gray Man with Chris Evans, which was interesting because I haven't really seen him in a lot other than Captain America. So I was interested to see how he kind of navigated like a different role. He was so good in it. I thought he was so good. Like he plays like this like assassin kind of guy and he was really good in it. And knives out. Yeah. Yeah. But that one had been like I had seen that before. And then I had seen all the 
Oh, Captain yeah. America, right? Like I'd seen Knives Out a long time ago, then watched all the Captain America stuff or all the Avengers stuff. So for me, that's the only thing I've seen him in in a, the last couple of years. So that stands out to me. Um, it, it's John Krasinski, though. Like it's not even, I don't even know why I'm trying. Like it is, yeah. You want to give some credit. Well, I do want to give a bit of credit and it is like, it's an easy, but it is one of those like, all right, like I see what you're doing, but it's, I mean, yeah. It's John Krasinski. Because you get, I just get everything with him. He's adorable. I got The Office, one of the best shows ever made. 13 Hours. 13 Hour. Every, like that, uh, Jack Ryan. I love that show. Like he's just, he gives me, yeah. TV, movies. Five minutes of a Marvel movie. Yep. Maybe more. He's married to Emily Blunt. He's adorable. So, yeah. He made that like some good news. Yeah. That was really good in the pandemic. Yeah. I really like him. All right. How about how about two incredible actors? Okay. Seven seed John David Washington. Ooh. Ten seed Edward Norton. Wow. Again, I would put this in a category of Edward Norton is like past. He was so great. But John David Washington, there is something about that boy that in just he fascinates me when he's on the screen and I'm not huge, huge Denzel fan as I've said probably before on here. Like I like him, but his son to me is like, there's just something when he is on a screen, there's something. I think John David to you is what Denzel is to everybody else. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like John David though has more, I want to say like range or depth or there's something about him. I find Denzel generally i know he's a great actor i'm not saying he's not he's just not for me and i find him a little one-dimensional when i watch his son i'm like yes do you think if they made malcolm and marie in like let's say 1998 or 1997 around training day do you think that movie still works obviously not zendaya but insert someone else in that spot do you think that movie could still work no no i don't so I guess I see what you're saying of just like opportunity wise and how much things have grown. I don't remember who I'm up against. John David Washington and who? Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Fuck. You have Fight Club. You Primal have Fear. <laughs> American History X. Wow. Everything That's Wes so Anderson says. I know. He's so good. But again, with John David Washington, similar to the Kate Hudson Zendaya, is. you have the future of John David Washington. I have Washington. the future of him, and I that excites me. So for some reason, that seems to be the direction I'm going in today. That's what I'm feeling is like what's coming is more exciting. But then you don't want to negate all the stuff that you love from the other person. Okay, I'm going John David Washington. JDW. All right. This again, we got got a great actor and a cute. Don't add stuff. No, two I was going to stab you. Oh, okay. Two seed, Sam Rockwell. Sammy. Again, should basically be a buy, but we'll s- also throw some credit out there. 15 seed, Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth's adorable. He's great as Thor, but it's Sammy. Sam Rockwell, hands down. I wrote Sammy, too, because I knew him. Sammy. I love him. I love him. Yeah. All right. Round two. Holy jeez, we're gonna be here all day. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try pick, to go faster. I'm around. gonna pick faster. Okay. Okay, go. Zendaya versus Florence Pugh. Okay, pass. Alice and Janney versus Reese Witherspoon. Holy crap, Reese. 
Jessica Chastain versus Drew Barrymore. Jessica Chastain. Emily Blunt versus Kristen Bell. Oh. Because you can't use the you like one more than the other because you love both their husbands. You love their personal life. Who'd I guess this, if I can say, can come down to who brings you more on the screen. Yeah. It's different, though, because... Yeah. I think I'm going with the bell. Going with the bell. Saved by the bell. Yeah. Sebastian Stan versus Christian Bale. Sebastian Stan. Woody Harrelson. Which is not based on... Well, no. I think Sebastian Stan's actually pretty underrated, but Christian Bale's a phenomenal actor. But Christian Bale's the better actor, but Sebastian Stan is who you'd prefer to see in a movie. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm going to show you something afterwards of this new movie he's doing, and you should see the prosthetics and stuff. You wouldn't even recognize them. Is he being? Is he going to play Tommy Lee again? No. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Woody Harrelson versus Bradley Cooper. Woody. You seem more. I'm just gonna go with like what my initial gut is because I feel like I've already talked out these people, so I don't feel like I need to do that, and I just need to go with my like gut and just like not try and like, because then that makes me crazy, right? When I really start trying to think about it. You can you can read the bracket after and get mad at yourself. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll rearrange things. <laughs> I'll be like, actually, I'm gonna try this way. How do I get everyone I want? Oh, okay. Matt Damon versus John Krasinski. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's a toughie. Oh, that's hard. Okay. John. John Krasinski. Okay. My stomach just literally flipped, you guys. I know I take it so I take it so seriously and I shouldn't. But, but that's good. It, it shows it people you care. You kind of look like you have tears in your eyes, honestly. <laughs> I don't. I like don't. you're not crying, <laughs> no, but it looks like you're like no, ready to. No, I just to, rubbed my oh. eyes. I was just rubbing them because I was like, oh my God. All right. Okay. John David Washington versus Sammy. It's Sammy. It's Sam. Uh, Zendaya versus Florence Pugh. We got to come back to this one. It's the last last matchup for this. Again, you get two Marvel. It's the future. It's and it's honestly more, you're looking. They both have a bright future. They're the same age. They're like. Are they? Yeah. Huh? They're like the same. Like this is. These are the two probably I'm most excited about going forward. Maybe then look to the past. Who gave you more in the past? No, I can't do that. Um, Zendaya. Okay. Oh, I wish I never said anything yesterday. If I could go back in time. I know you would have been fine. You probably would have had. You'd probably go back to Florence. You'd have Florence, Florence going into this next round. I know. I know. All right. We'll go back over to the men's side. Sebastian okay. Stan versus Woody Harrelson. Does the cuteness beat the longevity of Woody? It doesn't. It's Woody. It doesn't. I love Sebastian. You guys know that. He's like my number one boy. But Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is like. Final four. I'm doing so good. I got a drink. Yeah. John Krasinski. Mm -hmm. Versus. Sammy. John Krasinski. Sam Rockwell. For. Face off against Woody Harrelson. Get to the final four. The Office. 13 hours. Versus Sammy, which we didn't talk about. You just love him, but throw out Jojo Rabbit. Three billboards. 
way, way back. So much. So this is going to make my final four. This is for the men's side. This will be your final. What's who's my other one then? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Um. Oh my god. Okay, I'm sorry. I know it's hard, but I'm just really trying to like while debate think- it in my head. Th- while you're thinking about this, I'm gonna talk about how proud I am with this bracket because neither one seed made it to the final four. No, Which to crazy. me is to me, I see that as a thing of pride of like I gave you matchups good enough that because Sebastian Stan made it pretty far. Like he be Patrick Dempsey, be Christian Bale, and then kind of ran into just your love of Woody Harrelson, not just as like an actor, but a person. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Sam. Sammy Rockwell. But my thing is, because now I'm thinking ahead of like Sam and Woody. Right? Because then That's... I was like, do I want Sam and Woody or do I want Sam or do I want Woody and John? I don't want any of it. Anyways. Okay. Other side. Zendaya versus Reese Witherspoon. Reese. I hate to say bye to Zendaya, but Reese is. Yeah, it's Reese. Like, I don't know. It's funny, the the group, like, remember the classic, The One's Gotta Go from, like, literally episode yeah, one, where yeah. it was Kate Hudson, Kristen Bell, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. It might only be one of them that makes it. Yeah. And if that, because we still have Jessica Chastain or Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. So our final four is set. It's funny, though, because I feel like I'm flip-flopping so much because it's like I'm not picking Kristen Bell necessarily based on acting. I mean, I love her. Well, Veronica Mars. You know what? No. I love Veronica Mars. I like The Good Place. No. Okay. I'm good with it. Justify it any way you want. Yeah. But I don't want it to like I'm trying not to make it come up against like like someone who's like I really admire as they're acting. But then Kristen Bell is someone I just really like. Like I just anyways. Okay. We'll start on the men's side. Okay. Woody Harrelson <laughs> or Sam Rockwell. Oh, my God. You're going to have more fun on the other side. Yeah. Doing it the other way. Okay. Um. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. It's hard because I just saw him in White Man Can Jump, too. Like, he's so fresh in my mind and, like. Zombie land. Like, cheers and like I don't know. He's just so good. But then Sam is so special. He's so special. Um, I have to go Sam. Sam go Rockwell, Sam. the actor, the actor champion. I think with him, I get it all. I think I love his acting. I think he's so phenomenal on the screen. But I also really like him. Like I just really enjoy. I just really like him. Okay. Our other side, Reese Witherspoon. And Kristen Bell. Wow. What I love about Kristen Bell, too, on top of her acting and just her general, like, just wonderfulness in the world, is she's so philanthropic. Like, she's all about donations and animals, and, like, she's just so good. But then Reese is such a boss, man, like, with, like, big little eyes. And she's really breaking the mold for a lot of women, and I really appreciate that. And she's done some great movies. Reese. So, our final matchup. Reese Bell. Nope. <laughs> no? No. Kristen Witherspoon. Sounds more like a real name, but okay. we now have our final. Okay. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Versus Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yep. This will be the yep. champion. The champion is... The champion's Reese. 
because she's a boss lady and I love her. And she gives me books every month. Or she doesn't personally give me books, guys. She comes over and, and says, And she hang out. And no, but she has like her book club and she's like, I don't know. She's pretty great. You're planning the next show. Big little fires everywhere. I know, right? Wow, that was, I'm exhausted. Do you want to sign it or something? I don't know. Or burn it? I'm exhausted. I definitely need a picture of it for sure. Okay. My bracket. Your bracket. Woohoo. Okay, so I broke mine down, like I said, a little bit differently. Mine is like one eight, so I don't really know how you do that in this like world. I literally did one eight two seven three six four five, right? You can do it however you want. Okay, it, it okay. does not matter. Okay. Well, wait, is wouldn't then be like one versus two, then after? Maybe do like. Oh, I already have it done. I was just gonna say circle it and then reseed, like. Cause uh, if, because if it's one versus two, that's not fair. Well, I don't know. I, this is how I did my bracket. Circle the winners, and then we'll, we'll reseed together. Okay, fine. <sighs> what are we doing first? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm so tired. Okay, I'm going to pull it together. Would you like to do females first or males? Are we you doing tell like, me. Are we doing like the whole side, or are we doing round by round? I'm going to do the whole side. Okay, I'd rather do the women's okay. female. So on my established, I like to say established, okay? Old. (laughs) No, they're not old, some of them. Just some of them have a little more under their belt, I will say. Okay, so number one seed, Meryl Streep versus Zoe Saldana. Saldana. Meryl Streep, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Sandea. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean... I'm I'm gonna start saying this, and it's I don't think it'll reveal who I'm gonna pick. Zoe Saldana gets underrated in the fact that she is Guardian, she is Avatar. I don't know why I'm, I mix her and Tandy Newton up a lot, but yeah, no, she's pretty kick-ass for sure. That's why I put her on my list. But it's Meryl Streep. Yeah. So circle. Circle it. it yeah. Okay, fine. Circle. Number two seed Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Number seven Brie Larson. Uh, this, okay, hmm, that's a hard one because Jennifer Lawrence is an incredible actress, and then she like pretends to be a normal person mm-hmm. when she's like on red carpets, like oh I want to be at home watching football right now. Right, and you always think it's an act, and I say it's not, but yes. Either way, um, Brie Larson gets overhated as Captain Marvel. I don't mm-hmm. think that's deserved. I'm a little. I feel like they're kind of in the same spot where i kind of thought they would be more by this point mm-hmm. i'm gonna say brie larson okay brie larson. okay um number three seed margot robbie Ooh. number six shaylee woodley which might be an easy one for you but i wouldn't say it's that easy because i think well i think the aaron Rodgers things with aaron Rodgers thing with shaylene was kind of weird like yeah. i think but I also think, like, as an activist, she's incredible and, like, gotten arrested multiple times for protesting, like, pipelines and stuff. Margot Robbie, I think, is actually underrated as an actress because she's beautiful. Yeah, I agree with you. There's certain people in Hollywood that's because they're so beautiful, it's like they don't get, like, a fair shot or they get certain roles. Yeah, like, people are like, oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Like, she's not that good in it. Focus, like, she's okay. There's, like, Zephyr Zachariah. She's doing the Barbie movie, which... <laughs> I hope, especially because it's Greta Gerwig, I hope it's this, like, 
oh, look, she's pretty, but... She has more. Look what's underneath. Right. I think that's a, that's what that movie is going to do. So yeah. I'll say Margot Robbie. Okay. Not as easy as it would seem, but I, I understand what you were... Well, I just was like big little... I, I don't know. I was just trying to pe- pick people that been like... Yeah, she was in... Like, she did the Divergent series. Yeah. And she was in um the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt that I got you to watch. Uh, Snowden. Snowden, yeah. Um, Number four, Emma Stone. Number five, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Scarlett. I just like... The MCU alone, I think, makes a big difference. Yeah. I mean... To be fair, Emma Stone didn't really get a fair shot with The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. But... She was good in it, though. No, she was really good, but just... She deserves more. She deserves more of a chance of, like, that's all she gets for superhero stuff. Right. But, like, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow... See, I really wanted to put... No. Sorry, that's coming up. (laughs) I was... Yeah, I was trying... It's hard because you're trying to get certain people matched up, but I guess that's why you did it 116, because you could play around a little more. Which, yeah, I don't know if that works for mine, but we'll and, see. And for Scarlet, outside the MCU, like Jojo Rabbit, she got nominated twice in a year for, I think it was that. And Marriage Story. Yeah, which yeah, you got to see more of a range. She was in, with my girlfriend, we watched Sing. Right. And she was singing. No, she is a singer. Yeah, you wouldn't even recognize her voice, though. It's got like, it's like, ra- not raspy, but like, well, she's yeah. Got some rasp. Maybe not, her, not as much in her singing voice. I'd say more yeah. when she talks. Yeah. Okay, these are now up-and-comers, I'm going to call them. Okay. Which I have number one, Zendaya, obviously, and number eight, Alexandra Daddario. I can't, like, I don't, Alexandra Daddario, like, I get it. Yeah. I think she is, I don't want to say she's more attractive than she is an actress, but Zendaya just, like, toes the line where, like, she does a smart water commercial, and all she said is, like, if you're going to do it, do it smart. And we were all like, we yeah. need to now buy smart water, apparently. She just has this gravita, and I don't know if there's a limit right. to Zendaya. I, I don't know what could possibly stop her. Right. Okay. So Zendaya. I know. I, that was the, yeah. Um, number two, Saoirse Ronan versus number seven, Madeline Klein. Uh, okay, so Madeline Klein, I know she's doing, she's going to be in the new Knives Out movie. Yeah. She's, I don't know if she's done anything outside Outer Banks. Like, yeah. That's where I think most people would know her from. Right, which you watched. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we'll, like, keep watching. It's a good show. Kind of, like, weird dynamic within the cast because of dating stuff. But, yeah. Um, it's Sersha. Sersha is, yeah. she could, in a couple years, fall into that Jennifer Lawrence, Brie Larson territory. But I just think she's so much of a superstar and isn't, like... I don't think she really cares about... Like, I don't think she needs to be Meryl Streep. I think she's going to be selective. She's going to work with Wes Anderson because when you find a director you love, she's going to work with Greta Gerwig because Lady Bird worked out so well. Yeah. I just... Again, she is... If Zendaya is one, Saoirse is two, and I could see Saoirse being a better actress overall. Saoirse. Wow. Interesting. I like that. But I think Zendaya has the star power. But yeah. I think Sersha would be the better actress. Interesting. Okay. I like that take on it. I've never, like, I've never really broke that down. But I was like, if I'm doing these, like, yeah. Anyways, when I was doing them, I was like, this is obviously, right? One, two, three. Three. Florence Pugh. Six. Maude Apatow. Okay. So, 
Well, it, it was funny. We were listening to an old Judd Apatow podcast from 2015 when he's talking about his 17-year-old daughter that's yeah. applying for college, not knowing what's really next for her. I wonder if she is is going to, like... What, what she's going to do. Yeah, like, if she's going to really try to break in, because she's 17 then, so she's 24 now, 25. Yeah. Who's it? Who's it? Florence. Florence. Yeah, it, it's Florence. Yeah. Because you have See, this. Mine are nice. See, I was nice to you. Because we have, like, mean. again, we have. She has a future in the MCU. She like, Midsummer. Like, there's stuff that she already has. Yeah. And like, she's yeah, like 26, 25. Yeah. And she's just gonna build on that. Shout out to Mon Apatow, though. I think if she wants to. I think she could do anything. Yeah. Because you have, and I don't want to say it just because of her parents, but you have people to lean on, like Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow. You could well, do I whatever just think you want. In in Euphoria, we saw this, especially the second season. We I saw something in her that I was like, oh, this girl's got, she's got some chops behind her. This isn't just nepotism of like her parents. Like this is like she's got something here. So I really wanted her against this next seed. Yeah, I knew I knew she was coming. So Elizabeth Olsen, number four, and Sydney Sweeney, number five. So I did want Maude with with Sydney because I wanted the euphoria thing. Yeah. That'd be a good, like, if Sydney was four and Maude was five, you could probably yeah. make that work. But then I was like, where does Elizabeth go? Yeah. Right? I was like, well, you can't make her much. Like, she's four right now. You can't make her seven. So I was like, that's not going to work, right? Yeah. So Elizabeth Olsen, four, and then Sydney Sweeney, five. I don't even know how to like this is this has been the hardest this is the hardest one so far and I know it's not going to get easier I think Elizabeth Olsen I guess we could say kind of a late bloomer yeah I'm fair. I think that's fair like the fact that she's in the up and coming and she's got to be the oldest one out of the group I'm thinking yeah. or about yeah I would say that she is yeah because if you went back let's say 15 years and you would have said oh Where's where's Mary Kate and Ashley? But yeah, nothing, nothing really came of that. It's older sister, younger sister. She's younger, yeah. Um, I just think Sydney Sweeney has this potential, mm -hmm. and she has this like again, she has the similar to Zendaya, she has the gravitas. Yeah, I want her to get the chance to do her own like where she's not cassie on euphoria i think she needs to find i don't i don't want to say needs or to white, but, you didn't watch white lotus no but, oh, but again yeah. nom nominated twice i think she deserves that recognition she gets a lot of hate too i don't know why I th it's just because the character isn't a good person but that yeah. should be a credit to her because she plays that character so well of she's rationalized it that she's done nothing wrong mm -hmm. yeah to me i just again in that category i think Sydney Sweeney is realistically third. I think it's Zendaya, Sersha, and Sydney Sweeney. Oh, okay. I wow. think she could be right okay. there. All right. I love, love Elizabeth Olsen. She's great as the Scarlet yeah. Witch, but I just think the potential with Sydney. Yeah. I like that, though. I like kind of trying to be like, this person is something. There's something, and, I, and I'm excited to see what they bring us, right? If Elizabeth Olsen was in the same position as Florence Pugh, then I would pick her over Sydney Sweeney. Right. Okay. So what without doing the because now it's now you have Meryl Streep oh it okay. actually works out so that's just a straight those those, those all go this, through this all goes through yeah so these go together these go together this uh, not this though no that would be this and this yeah okay that's what I thought 
Okay, so do you want to finish the female side? Yeah, we could just do okay, the whole side. Okay, so we have Meryl Streep against Brie Larson. I love Brie Larson, but it, it's just Meryl Streep. Like it's it's a hard one, right? Yeah. Especially when whoever gets out of this established thing is going to have the credit of look what they've done versus what's to come for the other side. Right. Yes, that's true. Uh, Margot Robbie and Scarlett Johansson. Margot Robbie. I just think she has more. I think she's more going forward. Not that Scarlett doesn't, but because she's shown her range outside the MCU. Even Margot Robbie, like she did like the Suicide Squad, like they've done it twice now. And like, I haven't seen the second one, but the first one, the only reason I didn't walk out of the theater was because Margot Robbie was at least interesting. And I think she's getting a lot more into producing. Like, I find that, for me anyway, very fascinating when they're not just, I'm going in and acting. Like, they want to be kind of in charge of, like, what's being made out there. And they're, right? Like, I male, female, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, female a little more, only because it's less. But, right? So, I do find that, like, it's kind of fascinating to me when they when they start doing their own production and stuff. Okay. Zendaya against Sydney Sweeney. You got the Euphoria matchup. Again, Sydney Sweeney is is third in that conversation in my imagination, but it's it's Zendaya. It's like, Zendaya. She she is the star. She is the A list, or she would be if this generation stopped right now. She's this generation's Meryl Streep. Zendaya. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sersha against Florence. Okay, so little limit, little women action. Yep. It's funny that in that movie, Florence Pugh is the the scene stealer. One hundred percent. I just, I, tr- I don't want to say I trust Sersha more, but I just think she has that Wes Anderson connection. She has Greta Gerwig. She has people. I know. I have a general feeling of where she's going, which is fun that Florence is the wild card. But I would take Sersha. Okay. Wow. Fascinating, eh? Sersha. Okay. So now it is. Oops. Meryl Streep against Margot Robbie. That's a tough matchup. That's like apples and oranges. Like, I don't... Anyways, you work it out, man. I don't know. It's impossible to compare. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say Meryl Streep doesn't have anything left. Because, like, she did Don't Look Up. And yeah, she could obviously still do stuff. (sighs) I know people are going to get mad. And they're probably going to be like, Oh, you just think it's because she's pretty. But, like, I think Margot Robbie is such an incredible actress that, like... Like... Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, and she's naked, and that's awesome. Like, sure, whatever. But she's actually, like, good in that movie. She's really good. The, I actually really liked her in Focus, too. Like, I did think she was really... The accent, she, especially, that she, she has held, to go. She held her own. Yeah. Like, she was a real... Yeah. She was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Okay. And then your other matchup for your final four will be Zendaya against Sersha. So this is, I kind of set myself up for this conversation of Zendaya is the star power, but I think Saoirse can end up being the better actress. I think it's better to bank on, better to bank on the superstar. I think like Saoirse is a great actress. Like I could see Saoirse being like a Christian Bale type. Right. Yeah. I can see that too. But Zendaya. But then I can also see Saoirse going, I'm taking a few years off she could also go the jennifer lawrence route right? where she is very selective now she's very selective but they've earned that but still Sersha might have should have been maybe up here but anyways that's i i think she still deserves to be in that yeah up and coming because she's not quite in that like meryl street margot robbie 
conversation. Right. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna go, Sersha. Wow, fascinating. Okay, so now your final. T- oh, do you do want to? Yeah, maybe let's do the other side. And okay. Get to the, the final four. Oh, the, the men, the men side. Okay. The well, gentleman. I don't know. I feel like I was so nice to you. Next time we do this, let me tell you, I'm gonna have gloves are gonna come out. Okay. So we have the established side. Maybe I'll start with four or five. Do whatever you want. Matt Damon. Yep. Adam Sandler. Okay. Matt Damon again. We you've talked about his acting itself is is incredible adam sandler does give you i'm gonna say kind of gives you a little more in the sense of he does direct and write maybe not more but i think matt damon hasn't gotten into that as much the fact that adam sandler did like uncut gems is still going to be one of the best things Mm -hmm. ever Mm -hmm. like one of the best maybe not one of the best movies ever but just great for like a fish out of water movie yeah uh you know what? Yeah, I'll go. I don't know why I thought yeah was going to give me the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I don't feel I don't feel great. That's definitely one I could go back on because Adam Sandler just gave me funny, like dumb movies. Like I want to do a guilty pleasure list someday. And yeah. like eight out of ten of them might be Adam Sandler movies because they're dumb, but they're just they're funny. They're funny. Coach Buzzer. OK, let's go three six then. I'm going to work my way down. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but I'm going to do it. Do whatever you want. Number three seed, I put Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Number six, Adam Driver. It's interesting to me that Adam Driver is on this side. Like I, I know. I, you almost think of him as an up-and-comer, but he has enough of the credit out there. and He does. Nominations and stuff. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise is, again, you get Top Gun, the new Top Gun, Mission Impossible. I kind of like that movie. It was okay. Whatever. Then you're not excited for <laughs> August 23rd <laughs> when you're going to watch it like six times. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Driver, you get Black Klansman, you get Marriage Story. Star Wars. The Star new Wars. ones, even though a lot of people hate them for no reason. Well, They're Star Wars just, movies. People just like hating. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to go... I have uh, no idea which route you're going to go. This is so fascinating. I don't even know what I would do either. That's it's so now I'm forgetting Adam Driver and Tom Cruise. I think Adam Driver is going to give me more. Okay. Moving Adam, forward. Adam Driver? Yeah. I don't feel great about that cuz again Tom Cruise is doing like two more Mission Impossibles, but the guys like 100, so Number 2 seat. I put Brad Pitt. He does have a lot under his belt. Yeah. And I put seven seed Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Like, not even, like, <laughs> where, the, where the Miller is. I Ted love Lasso. that you were just like, yeah, it's Jason, man. Brad Pitt, again, you know what's funny? I was thinking about this. I heard someone say this. I can't remember who it was, so I can't give credit. So I'm just going to claim it as my own. Brad Pitt is underrated as an actor because. 100%. Because he's an attractive man. Especially, yeah. like the fight club and Thelma and Louise like that kind of yeah not that era because that's a quite a few years but he's like so attractive like bullet train's gonna be awesome because like you know no one really needs to be a good actor in that movie you no, just just you, a fun it's a popcorn movie you're what gonna you guys... you're gonna kill a bunch of people on a train it's it's gonna be fun but Jason Sudeikis is just like and then like Ted Lasso Ted Lasso 
my favorite SNL sketch ever when like he's a cop and he like knocks over a thing of pens and you could tell everyone's sleep deprived and they all just start dying. It's like it's a random one that no one remembers, but yeah, Jason Sudeikis for like a while, big uh, big shoe guy too. Yeah, oh, you like shoes? You have a few pairs, just a couple. Okay, you are number one, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Number eight, Adam Andy Samberg. Wow, that's the meanest one. Thank you. Finally, I get a mean one. Holy. Because Leo is undeniable. You can never. Like, there's a laundry list. You can go back to What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I'm pretty sure. I was thinking I wanted to do an IM deep dive on him, but I'm pretty sure I already have. I think you did. I think that was the first one you ever did with him. Yeah. Andy Samberg, though. Like, The Lonely Island, Pop Star. Like, it's. Brooklyn it, Nine Nine. Yeah. SNL. Yeah. They, they're the ones that started the, like, recorded sketches. I love I I love Andy Samberg, but Leo is just is too good. Leo, it is. And he's the number one, so it actually works out. I think so. I would just go one with the lowest yeah. seed. Okay, so it actually works out again. Okay, this is your last side. These are the up and comers. I can't believe a couple of the people like it makes sense from like how you how you did it. There's a couple of people that are going to be here that I'm I'm surprised are on this side. Oh yeah. Okay. As opposed to the established. Okay. okay. Uh, maybe not, though. Maybe I didn't pick or, them. Well, that would be, be weird, eh? There's two There's two names that I'm expecting yeah. that I'm going to say are probably the one and two seeds on this side. Okay. I don't know. Let's go four or five. Okay. Four. Yeah. Miles Teller. Oh, wow. Five. Anthony Mackie. Okay. I was. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh. Oh, I was expecting. Okay? What's wrong? I was expecting Miles Teller to be the two seed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to that. I okay. I can't do that right now. Wow, <laughs> that's mean. That's really mean. Okay, this one will be easier for you. Okay, I did this too. No, I actually I did that with Sebastian Stan and Patrick Dempsey. I think this one will just be easy. It was kind of a maybe. I, maybe I mixed up the seating then. But okay. Okay. I put Timothy Chalamet as three. I would pick Miles Teller over yeah. Timmy. Okay. I was just thinking more of acting. But then like also he has more. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay, I, d- I know so what you were doing. and But if you put Timmy with Anthony Mackie, I would pick Anthony Mackie. Okay. So Timothy Chalamet with Pete Davidson. Three versus six. That's a good one. Because like Pete Davidson has done like has moved away. Is he, he's done on SNL, isn't he? Yeah. He is done now this year. He's, yeah. he's too big. Um, Timothy Chalamet is definitely the better actor. Pete Davidson is like funnier and like kind of I there's almost a part of me that hopes he goes the stand-up route along with acting right um I'm gonna go with Pete Davidson especially okay, they nice. did a they did a good sketch together too when they, they did the rapper skirt, skirt, the, yeah, yeah yeah we scared the dog oh sorry <laughs> she's like what are you guys doing um okay so I figured you were gonna go that route I don't know why I put Timothy there, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But anyways, you do what you... I don't know. There's maybe other matchups. Um, number two seed, Michael B. Jordan. Wow, it's a two seed. I know. Now I'm thinking I mixed up some seeds in this one. Okay, but- I feel like... I feel like... Before you say... Uh, actually, don't no, say this, and then I'll, I'll say after. Number seven, Daniel Kal- Kaluuya. Oh, Ka- Yeah, Kaluuya. Um, Kaluuya get out and he's in the new nope and black panther 
It's Michael B. Jordan, though. Like, yeah. we're we're doing Creed three next year. Jonathan Majors, like the guy from Loki, is in it. It's it's Michael B. Jordan. Like, so you would have put Michael B. Jordan number one. I think I've messed up the out of seating. Ever, out of yeah, everyone you've said so far, yeah. But uh, I feel like I know. I feel like now I'm like. Is the one seed the last one we have besides my awful matchup that I don't want to talk about? Like is number one one eight? Is that what we said? One eight, yeah. So is one the one seed Glenn Powell? No. Wow. He's number eight. Versus? Tom Holland. Oh, okay. So maybe I should have done Michael B. Jordan first, Miles Teller second. Yeah. I, I see what I've kind of done here. But, but also, like, Miles Teller, Anthony like, Mackie is, is a good matchup. Like, because that's a hard matchup for me. I know, like, as I've thought about it, I know who I'm going to pick, but, like, that's a hard one. And it's good. You, you got to challenge me. Yeah. Um. So Tom Holland and Glenn Powell. Glenn is Glenn is incredible, and he has as bright a future as you can. But if Tom Holland wants to, he can be probably the second most famous person in the world behind his girlfriend. Right. So Tom Holland. Tom Holland. But Glenn Powell, I think, deserves a lot of credit. He was great in Top Gun. He did that. He's still so much newer. Yeah. So it is hard, but but sometimes that doesn't matter because you're like. But that newness is what is intriguing to me. So I was like, I know you like him. So we're going to th- see with Up Against Spider-Man how much, you know. Yeah, the right? two things I've seen him in are Top Gun Maverick and Set It Up, which to me already shows that he's got range to be. I mean, honestly, when I if you look at that list, like the fourth biggest star, which is a compliment mm-hmm. because there's Tom Holland, Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay. Like I love Anthony Mackie. He, he's going to be incredible. Like Captain America four is like, that's such an awesome project, but miles Teller. Has I, been I like, just want to, sh- after this is done, I'm going to show you, I did have Michael B. Jordan number one. And I, I don't know why I crossed him out and put Tom Holland, but I don't know what I was thinking, but I don't some, know. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's sometimes it a matchup thing or anyways. So you're back to your miles Teller, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, it's Miles Teller. Yeah. The the one the one thing that is actually missing from both of them is a sports movie. Oh, okay, I can see that. Because like Miles Teller, he was on Bill Simmons like a few years ago. I can't remember which he might have been promoting the boxing one. So I guess he has done a sports movie. But they were talking about this like baseball movie, and they had like a really good idea for it. And I just, if I can make that happen, I'll I'll write it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so fun. I don't know if Miles Miles, if you're listening. Yeah. Let's get together. <laughs> I remember the I remember the baseball movie you're talking about. I don't know what Anthony Mackie would do though. I feel like honestly if they ever redid like White Man Can't Jump, I think he could do that. Oh yeah, I would love to see him in that role. He was so Winter Soldier to me, he was just so phenomenal. Like the the T V show, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He was just so good. Or football. I could see Anthony Mackie doing a football movie. Cause especially because yeah. like he's pretty jacked. Yeah, he is. Okay, back up then. So we have uh, our Leonardo DiCaprio versus Jason Sudeikis. Wow. Okay, that's um as undeniable as Leo is. Again, Jason Sudeikis, Andy Samberg probably wouldn't have been the matchup, but that would have been fun. I'm I'm gonna go with Sudeikis. Wow. Okay. Just that's personal preference over greatness for that one. No, but that's, I, I love it. That's so fascinating. I just, I'm just surprised. That's all. But I think it's great. Yeah. Um. So Adam Driver and Matt Damon. Funny enough. They yeah. had a bit of a duel themselves. They sure did. It was the last duel they um, ever had. 
Matt Damon could do whatever he wants. I know Adam Driver, I think, has more of a future, but I think Matt Damon has done more in the past. So mm-hmm. I'll say Matt Damon. Matt Damon. He wins the, the last duel. He wins the last duel. Does he in the movie? I don't know. I, gotta watch. I haven't watched it yet, so. I know. I won't say, though. Okay, so now you have Tom Holland against Pete Davidson. Okay, that's not... Yeah. That's like not that's awful. Like, yeah. Pete Davidson making it around is fun. Yeah. But, like, he's, but not, not, he's not Tom Holland. Yet. Yes. Again, because even for Tom Holland, outside the MCU, Uncharted is a little closer to, like, a superhero movie. Cherry. We loved that other people didn't, but we loved it. And he's got a new show coming out. It looks fascinating. So, I don't know. And I think that's the difference with actors now is, like, it's you're not just doing movies. You can do other, like, yeah. it's not, like, a shame to do a TV, TV show. show. Or a miniseries or something, right? Uh, so now you have Michael B. Jordan against Miles Teller. And I thought that'd be a final four matchup. Again, two guys that have acted together that awkward moment, which is funny. If you go back, if we were to rewind to 2014 right now and you say, here's this movie with Michael B. Or it would probably be Zac Efron, Michael B. Jordan, and Miles Teller. Right. Who's going to be third? Yeah. You'd go, ooh, I don't know. Which out of Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan isn't going to be that successful? Yeah. But right now, it's Zac Efron. 100%. And it's not a discredit to him. It's that the other two have turned themselves into superstars. Well, and it's like, it's projects you choose and I guess projects that are are uh, open to you to do. Because sometimes you get pigeonholed and there's nothing you can do, I guess, in Hollywood. I mean, we don't know the business, but that's what it seems like. But yeah. And like, Zac Efron did like Firestarter. Right. And Miles Teller's doing... Well, and he did that, like, Neighbors. and Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like... He's okay, done sillier movies. Silly, but I guess if that's maybe all you're being offered and you want to work, so I get it, but still. It's, it's choices. Like, you have to do the what Matthew McConaughey did, where he was like, I am not doing another rom-com. He did not work for two years. Now, I know he probably had some money saved up. I understand that part of it. But he was like, I'm not doing another rom-com movie. And he did not work for two years. And then started doing some where he could really show off that he's not just a drunken bongo, you know, boy. Like Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Like he actually showed Lincoln Lawyer. Like he can he can act. So that's as much time as I can give you. Yeah. Michael um, B. Jordan and Miles Teller. This these, is gonna be fascinating. I have no idea what route you're going. These are my genuine one and two of yeah. like my favorite actors at the moment and like have been for a while. Like Michael B. Jordan goes back to Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Like when I watch that. Yep. And Miles Teller, like, is probably that awkward moment, but I feel like there could have been something before that. Footloose. The, Footloose. The new Footloose, or the newer Footloose. Yeah. Which he's the best part of the movie. I love them both. And, but like, but Michael B. Jordan. Okay. I don't love it, but uh, Michael it B. Hurts, Jordan. Eh? Hurts your heart, eh? It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too bad for you. So now you have on your upper, you have Jason Sudeikis against Matt Damon. Let's let's just keep with the Cinderella run. Let's go Jason Sudeikis. I love it. Okay. And Tom Holland, Michael B. Jordan. I'm just going to start writing it now. Tom Holland definitely has the chance to be bigger than Michael B. Jordan, but personal preference as much as I love Spider-Man. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Okay, so now your final four is Jason Sudeikis against Michael B. Jordan. And on the female side, it is Margot Robbie against Saoirse. 
I forgot I didn't pick Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> um, the men's side's a little, like, the actor side's a little easier. It's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I love Jason Stikas, but I think Michael B. Jordan is that star, like, power. Yeah. <sighs> so Margot and Saoirse. Saoirse. I just think Saoirse has more time to to really cement herself. Again, as a as a generation's Meryl Streep. I said it about Zendaya might be more accurate for Sersha. I'll go I'll go Sersha. Okay. And Sersha against Michael B. Jordan. That's Michael B. Jordan. Like Michael I just B. Jordan. He is just he's the that guy for me. He is eh? he anything anything he does, like sure Just Mercy wasn't my favorite, but I think it's because he wasn't really given the f- right scenes for that movie totally yeah sometimes you can only do what you can do with what's given to you right and we're gonna play after we're done this i'm gonna do a little reseeding and then we're gonna see if it does change uh, just just out of shits and giggles i don't think it'll change i think michael b jordan will always be and i don't know see it's crossed out do you see it right here yeah i do yeah it was i don't know why i changed it i don't yeah i'm not sure what i was really thinking there but Honestly, I think this is going to be our longest episode. I know. Sorry, everyone. Well, hey, you enjoy this because we hated it. Yeah. <laughs> like I do like making our own brackets, though. I do feel like that was kind of fun. Oh, it's, more, it's, it's more fun because then you get to you get tailored. to ma- manufacture everything. Yeah, it's a little more tailored to the because sometimes we get those brackets off the internet. And we're both like, "What? I would never put that there. Where's this movie or whatever?" Right. So we got to do that. So, anyways. I guess we'll say that's fun. <laughs> My heart kind of hurts. I know, right? That bottom. That I'm shocked out of when you said all those names. I never, I don't know if I would have put Reese as my winner. Do you know what I mean? Like, but then that's just some, how the matchups It's just out. how it works out. And I can't believe I didn't pick Jennifer Garner. Like, there's certain things that I'm like, I can't believe I just did that. Because then you're put on the spot of like, you don't want to take too long. But like, for me to agonize over like Michael B. Jordan versus Miles Teller. Even because, like, to me, it's it's a it was a harder matchup for Michael this. B. Jordan, Miles Teller than oh. Tom Holland, Miles or Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Or it's the and then I was thinking, like, should I get into the Marvel universe and get Chris Hemsworth and Chris like right do the Evans and stuff like that? But I was like, but then I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you know, I don't know. Pete Davidson was just fun to put in there. That was but fun. He maybe especially been, with like, Timothy Chalamet. That's a, that's just a fun matchup. He maybe should have been eight. Anyways. I think I I think I am I I'll take ownership that I think I messed up the. I think we both knew though that Michael B. Jordan would be. Well, I was just like, yeah, but that's why he probably should have been number one. But if I had put Michael B. Jordan against Pete Davidson, you're, Pete's not going. No. Yeah. But like so. Tom, Tom Holland, Miles Teller is like I would probably pick Miles Teller, but it's more of a conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. That was still really fun though. That was fun. Uh, next week we've got uh, IMC Runaway Journey, Journey Runaway Jury. Jury. I know we're all messed up now. And Man of Steel, and then we're doing that TikTok trend where it says it's a ten, but, but. and we're gonna make up kind of like fake movie ideas. Yeah, I already did mine. I still have to do that. I know. And watch the movie. But I did it, I did it all. That's next week's problem. That is. All right, Case. Got anything else? I got nothing. I gotta get wine. I yeah. got nothing else. I got I'm exhausted. Nothing else for the day. We ready to go to bed? <laughs> I know. No, we gotta go. Thanks sit outside for and read. Yeah, sit outside. All right. And besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.